Welcome back to another episode of Agni Rising. I'm Natasha Rachel of Holistic Herbal Wisdom. And I'm Kiran Kaur of Lunar Kind. Two sisters inspired to come together to share the wisdom of astrology, Ayurveda and self-discovery, cultivating a connection with the self. Welcome back everybody to Agni Rising. This is our first podcast of 2022 and we thought it'd be really nice just to check in with you all and give a bit of an update of what we've been up to. So Natasha, if you want to start off first. So yes, welcome back everyone. Um, I hope you've had a great beginning to your year. And just to catch you up on some of the things that I've been up to, um, the end of the year was really quite nice for me. I managed to share with everybody my chaga chai recipe, which I was selling over the winter and still selling currently. And it was a great a great experience for me to be able to share the energetics of chaga and adaptogen mushrooms um, with the community and their benefits and really help people have this kind of nourishment in a in a very accessible way, a way that they just had to mix the packet of the spices together with some milk or anything they chose, even water, and really be able to understand the nourishment that you get. Um, some of the other things I've been working on is the custom herbal tea blends, whether you are an individual that knows that you need support with digestion or the nervous system, or maybe circulation, um, there are some specific blends that I put together that I'm still selling on the website. Um, and I think one of the most rewarding things that has happened at the beginning of the year for me was being able to meet a soul client. And this client reached out to me actually by listening to the Agni Rising podcast, which was really a great moment because I feel that we'd put out a couple of episodes and you never know who's listening sometimes. Um, and it was really nice to get some genuine feedback, some direct words, some some input on how the podcast has really guided her and helped her and actually led her towards making that journey for her consultation and I've really enjoyed working with her so just to shout out to her and um, uh, just to let everyone know that I'm still doing a sale on the Holistic Herbal consultations until the 20th of February and just continued for the Lunar New Year Uh, and that also came about because of my my passion and my gratitude towards Chinese herbal medicine and how much it has really empowered me and my knowledge and the world in terms of understanding health in a really holistic way. Yeah, that's really lovely. I kind of um, have been sharing the same similar experience with Natasha in the sense that I've had the opportunity as well to work with um, some soul clients and who I've we've really got on on a deeper level and kind of really can geek out on these subjects, especially with astrology. And so it's really nice to be able to connect with your clients on that other level, apart from, you know, sessions and offering guidance, but on a more personal level um, to share knowledge and also revel in it too. So that's been really exciting as well. And even more so, I think the thing that makes me feel good and what I enjoy about this work is the is community and being in community. And so having the community circles when I do a new moon or full moon circle always brings a lot of energy and light into the space. And it's just really nice to come together um, with similar minds in a way of being and to support one another in a space together Um aside from just working one-on-one too. So you're always welcome to join me on the full moon and new moon circle I do regularly every month. And you can find the details for those moon circles at lunarkind.com, right? Yeah. Great. So to kick off this episode, let's get into a bit of a reset. I think 
we want to talk a bit about the alignment of energies right now. Um, I love to talk about the seasons, so let's begin right there. If you're going on any walks at the moment, if you're going for runs at the moment, if you're starting your day a little bit earlier, you will notice that mist, a very cold feeling, especially in this part of Europe, um, and really bright sunshine. Granted, you don't have too many clouds. You'll notice the sun that pierces through is quite strong and very warm. And as you look around, you might notice some crocuses, some dandelions begin to grow, even some cherry blossoms. I know they've been quite early this year, but spring is really starting to peak its way out. But it still feels quite cold and frosty. Yeah, so you still have that kind of crisp, cold touch. So you're still dressing up warm. But you can still take a moment to stare at the sun. I don't mean when you're with your eyes wide open. I mean, put your face towards the sun, close your eyes and let the heat and the rays just shower you. They kind of counter the, the freezing element right now. I know some mornings the fingertips of, or, or toes even can almost feel numb. But it's really time to notice that in spring, we feel this element of hope and that is because we're coming out of the darkness. And, you know, in some ways it can still feel quite lonely. I shared this in my newsletter this month. Um, this period is really a, an element of a shift of, of hope, but a little bit of loneliness. So how can we nourish ourselves to really cling on to that hope and use those rays of sun to plant some seeds and to really get what we need and what we want out of the rest of the year? Now, if we're thinking Ayurvedically uh, and even in terms of yin yang energy, um, this is a time for yin. This is a time for us to nurture. And regardless of how you identify, um, everyone has a softer energy that they can balance themselves out with. And I'm really asking for you to call in that energy, work with your sacral chakra, really work with um, Mother Earth, work with Gaia and how, notice how she's really nourishing the land at the moment and all of her seeds, all of the um, elements that are about to sprout and really come out and show us their colors are ready to, to show. And that's kind of the energy you want to take on. Be soft with yourself. Know that this is a time of something. It's almost like you're on the cusp of something. Know that things might not always work out at this point, but something is coming and your, your contained energy, your steady energy will really help persevere through. And especially in those times of loneliness, because we still get the sun, the sun still goes down around five, six o'clock here in the UK. So we don't have long days. Um, they are getting longer, but at the moment, there's still that element of cold and dark that is a bit longer than our days. So using that time to nourish yourself with meditation, um, understanding that soon when the summer comes, the young energy, the fire will come out. But right now we can really, we look at, look at our flame. And Karen, I wanted to talk about this because I think like with all Vedic sciences, with mm. all of these Vedic modalities, the Agni, the digestive fire, which literally doesn't always just mean the uh, organ of digestion, but yeah. the senses, the sense perception, the digestion of thought is really what our aim is to balance. That's the key of, of finding your personal balance. And mm -hmm. that's also why we called the podcast what we Agni did. Rising, yeah. yeah. Kieran, do you have any kind of astrological insight for us, some sort of guidance that we can share with everyone listening? Yes. Yeah, so it's quite intense when it comes to this new year, January and now in February with the planets, especially when at the beginning of the year, we've got all of the planets really stuck in uh, or gathering in about two signs when we're thinking about the major planets, not the nodes. 
And so at the moment in Vedic astrology and following the sidereal zodiac, um, majority of the planets are between um, Sagittarius and Capricorn. And slowly they'll be moving into Capricorn and Aquarius. So it's a lot of concentrated energy Mm. in those spaces. It's really amplifying that kind of satine quality and a bit of Jupiter quality there because Venus and Mars are still in the sign of Sagittarius. And so this is what I really wanted to bring everyone's attention to. So on February the 11th, which is the day we are actually recording this podcast, or it could be the 12th, depending on time zone, there is a a conjunction of Mars and Venus happening. And Mars and Venus conjunctions are very powerful. Some of us will already be familiar with this energy, especially if you have this in your birth chart, you know, if we people know Venus as that planet for relationships and mm-hmm. Mars brings that heat and intensity. So for those of us who have um, Mars and Venus conjunct in the birth chart in relationship houses can be quite an intense kind of energy, feeling, emotions for other people and these relationships we have. Mm-hmm. And so basically what is going on between um, Venus and Mars is what we call a planetary war, which is known as Graha Yudha. And what that means is, is when planets are within one degree of one another. Mm-hmm. So they're so very close, it's almost like a war as in which planet will win. Mm. And that depends on the strength of the sign they're in, if they're more comfortable in that sign. And so there's a lot of qualities within there to assess. But what you really need to know is that they're very close and it's going to go on for about a month. So it's quite intense at the moment. And so it will begin in the sign of Sagittarius, but Venus and Mars will be moving in to Capricorn at the end of February. So it'll be happening in both signs. And so what's interesting here is we've got this Mars energy, which is represented by fire. And then we've got Venus, this water energy. So we've got this mix of power, high energy, control, explosiveness. And we've got this fluidity of water and emotions and beauty coming through. And it's all about, you know, how do these two work in harmony, but also the disruption they can bring, because that does tend to come when we have this planetary war energy. So what do we need to know about this energy and how can we utilize it? So I think it's really helpful to keep things a bit more practical, right? Because there can be so many technicalities that can feel overwhelming and intense. And so what I would say is really use this time to think about your relationships, your family relationships, your chosen family relationships, um, how you feel about relationships and um, love relationships too. How do you fit in with this life with your significant other or potential significant other? Where are some ways that you can both you know, meet each other in the middle and express how you feel and what you need in a relationship, but also keep an open channel and to know that there are two of you. So there is some space for like um, negotiation, for example. So would you say that you need to be mindful of how you speak to your family members, your significant other, your chosen family members? Is it about the words we use or our actions? How can we change or adapt or be more mindful of how we present ourselves and how we take in what we hear? It's definitely a mix of both because, like I said, it is a planetary war. So there can be a lot of friction. And with Mars being quite explosive at times. And in the sign of Sagittarius, you know, Sagittarians, um, 
they don't like to be told what to do and they don't like to hear these things so they can push you up a bit in that sense as well with Mars being fiery so it is a bit about balancing both like being careful with your words and also you know take a minute before you receive someone else's words before you just react maybe not the best time to get into some like deep arguments or heavy seeking. yeah so it has to be careful work so that's why I think it's more on an inner level traditionally we see Venus and Mars um, as like very relationship planets as I said before but very intense and so people a lot of people like this intensity because they it's like a rush in the system right but we also have to know that rushing in or just leading with those intense feelings can actually um be a bit cause a bit of harm in a sense i think it's quite interesting that this is happening around what commercially everyone calls valentine's day because um it really just emphasizes what people are expecting a lot of people put a Mm. lot of emphasis on this day of being really significant about um really defining what their love life or their relationship life is like and you know that is more than just one day but it's interesting that the planets are pushing this war too so Mm. internally i would say i don't know if this is right but if you are on your own and you're seeking somebody or that is a kind of relationship you want don't necessarily feel that that also could be a result of the planets making you feel that way making you feel like you need someone would you say um not necessarily i feel like we i believe that we have free will i i think there is definitely that influence there what i think is that this year is really one to like spend a lot not not a lot of time but contemplation Mm -hmm. about really what you want and what you need and which we've got through the retrograde periods Mm -hmm. so now it's time to put it into practice not fall back into those old patterns in that sense if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and so also tapping into the individuality of mars and venus venus is about beauty is about celebration it's about um the goddess within and outward so how can you bring more of that in your life speaking of that how can we direct this element of self-love to ourselves within this time what are some of the things you might suggest that we could maybe shift that venus perspective as a self-love relationship because your relationship with yourself is also a part of this right i know sometimes i can feel like i'm not on my side with my thoughts and my Mm. feelings um is there something we can do with this yeah i think it's definitely an individual thing and like some of the things i'm going to share won't resonate with some but maybe it's something to listen to maybe be curious and try it out or you know take what works and leave the rest behind but i think meditation and connecting to like this element of venus and self-love and what does that mean to you is really helpful Mm -hmm. especially working with crystals you know everybody's familiar with rose quartz Mm -hmm. for self-love meditation Mm -hmm. or you know lying down and placing this on your heart chakra your anahata chakra Mm-hmm. working with um venus mantra is incredibly powerful mm-hmm. so reciting venus's mantra which um is known planet venus is known as the planet shukra and venus rules fridays so on fridays as well it's very powerful with this venusian energy also wearing these kind of colors and clothes that make you feel good at yeah. yourself that's what i was saying about anointing the body yeah. and feeling this energy within you inwards and outwards right it's it's interesting because one thing i really wanted to share is about rose um and not just rose in the element of love but Mm. rose in the element of self-love rose hips are a fantastic herb um for self-love for nourishment of the nervous system for helping with any pms issues any more of the emotional element that comes um they're a great nervine they're also really nourishing so if anybody experiences a lot of fatigue or fatigue from movement and exercise it can really help um bring back some of the nutrients um 
in Chinese herbal medicine, it is a kidney herb, which is really interesting. So it mm. works with your adrenals and really to help clear out and help flush out the toxins, but also maintain a healthy element. So we're not just flushing, we're balancing. And I think coming out of this idea of detoxing and more to the nourishing element is what we're doing here. Uh, January was always the kind of element of detox, mm. using our nettles, using our, our spiky herbs um, or our really root root related herbs and if you think of rose and rose hips and rose still have thorns right but rose always reminds us that we don't have we need to love our soft side and our tough side yeah you can't have the soft petals the powdery scent without the thorns um so really to respect that in ourselves and that's a really great great point for boundaries as well yeah working with rose i think not just color not just scent not just oil anointing even the flower itself is going to be really nourishing in this time for self-love. I think as well, I'm glad you brought that because I think there is that importance with balance with this planetary world because there's, in a sense there's such different energies but they produce an intensity. Mm-hmm. So like working with the the gifts that Mars has to bring, the gifts that Venus have to bring. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be on an individual basis because, you know, depending on your rising sign, this is happening in a different house. Yeah. So looking into that house and being aware of the energies there, the people it affects, the relationships is going to help you pinpoint and really help you to work through this cycle. And just something I wanted to say about you sharing about the rose and rose hips on like a more simple level is just that the nourishing you get from looking at them, the beauty of the color, mm-hmm. smelling, right? If you want to put it in your bath, soak your feet in a tub or mm-hmm. place it on the top of your drink or your tea. Mm-hmm. It's just even simple acts like that, just mm-hmm. the smell of it and being around the colors really evokes something within you that brings a sense of nourishment, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they can bring this sense of softness and calm and reflection and retrospect while there is this planetary Mm. war going on yeah so it's a good way to balance yourself out and I think that's a really good place for us to talk a bit about renewal Mm. and this is a theme we've had a lot of conversations between ourselves about and what we've decided would be really helpful and really positive for the community and to help us build our community is to do a workshop on embracing renewal yeah So with spring equinox coming soon, what we really want to focus is on the current energies and we're all going through this, you know, change in seasons. And with that, you know, we're really tapping in to the cycle of rebirth. There's an awakening happening here from we've gone through this process of slumber and taking in through December and some of January. And so now it's time to like ease into the next path the next step whatever you feel comfortable with calling it and so during this workshop that we're going to be doing it's all about reflecting and processing these endings so we're not just rushing into creating and opening right because in the process of transformation things need to come to an end there needs to be some closure and so the way we're going to do this is through healing work of healing and deep connection So some of the things that we will be doing in the workshop will be yoga embodiment practice, a tea ceremony with a sense meditation, we'll be utilizing the energies of the earth goddess, and we'll also be um, relaxing with some yoga nidra and sound healing, some pranayama, some mudra and some mantra, and also some astrological insight. We're really excited to come together and hold this space for you. So this gathering will be held on the 6th of March. It's a three-hour workshop and you'll be able to find all the details on both of our website, holisticherbalwisdom.com and lunakind.com as well as our Instagram, Agni Rising. 
Thank you for joining us for this episode and we hope to see you all at the Embracing Renewal Workshop on the 6th of March.